This show, the only one that guys like to talk about playing with balls without actually doing it. Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White, I'm Nick, and this is John, and we got another good one for you, um, we're going to talk a little bit about football, and uh, we're going to go into more of uh, the Thanksgiving football games actually, because we're not going to be on for next week, so we're going to talk about hopefully a little bit of the games that we have going on this week and the games that are on Thanksgiving Day. Two out of three ain't bad, right? Yeah, ain't too terrible. Um, maybe talk again to a little bit of basketball. Don't have much going on there. Um, and we also have a little thing uh, going on with Adrian Peterson that we want to get into for a little bit. But, um, um, John, I think you wanted to get into something like uh, with college football, I think. Uh, well, we got the new playoffs. Uh, obviously, the game of the century. Well, if you're an SEC fan, the game of the century happened this, this Saturday, last Saturday, and it mm. wasn't really good game. So just, I don't know. I didn't think it was that much to be asked for. It was between Alabama and uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State did lose the game, so they had a good comeback. Yeah, it was a good comeback, but it, it, I feel it wasn't good game on both sides. But Alabama held on to win twenty-five to twenty. So the playoff sloppy picked, game altogether. It really was it. So we got the new playoff. Yeah, section and it's. I think it's. Uh, isn't it? Uh, didn't they put Bama back at number one? Bama's one. They, number two is Oregon. Oregon. Number, number three, three is, is FSU, and number four is Mississippi State. State. Yeah. So you could look at it from. I wouldn't have put Mississippi State at four. That's just me. that's what a lot of people said. Yeah, I wouldn't have put them at four, but there's still a couple of weeks left in this, so times could still change. But I don't know. My thing is, Bama won. They should be number one. They beat the number one team, not convincingly, but they still beat the number one team in the nation, though I argue FSU should have been the number one team all along, but that's another story for another time. Uh, so, yeah, they should be number one. But, like, Mississippi State, they lost. I mean, no. I. It's like... No. <laughs> that's the way I just think about it. No, I... Don't agree with that whatsoever. I mean, the, I feel like you've gotten teams that are more, I don't know, that are that are better than that. Like TCU. Why Why not TCU? They're in the playoff picture last week, and I don't know why. Yeah, they weren't. their win wasn't as impressive. I mean, they did have to come from behind against a really bad Kansas team. But still, it's. I feel it was worth, I don't know, keep them there. Or not that. Or how about Ohio State? I feel Ohio State deserves to be in the playoff picture again i know a lot of people don't agree with, with me because you know they say the big 10 isn't as strong as it was but i feel it's strong why not i mean it's they've got a bunch of teams in there that are ranked nationally in the top 25 i mean you got michigan state you got well, you had wisconsin well you have wisconsin you have minnesota which is on the upskirts and you have nebraska i mean i figured why not like the big 10 isn't as weak i feel as some people proclaim they are you know and my thing too it's like i had, I had a discussion with a friend the other day and i'm like they talk about with 
Ohio State and them being not the conference not being as strong as that state like an SEC. And I feel like you can put the SEC on the same thing as the Big Ten. I mean, why not? I the SEC isn't as strong as it once was this year. I feel. You look at the things. I mean, the SEC East is is a joke. Outside mm-hmm. of like Missouri and Georgia, you have a bunch of nobody. Like Florida is not that good. South Carolina, extremely overrated from being in the top ten to begin with. Then you got like, you know, thank you, Ted. Then you got like Tennessee, Kentucky, and Vandy. And then in the SEC West, you have Bama and Mississippi. But then you got like Ole Miss, which is eight and two, Auburn, which is seven and three, Texas A&M, which is seven and four. They're another overrated team. You got LSU, which is seven and four. Then you got Arkansas, which is five and five. Okay. The SEC West is is the one. It's the stronger one, but you got two great teams in Bama and Mississippi State. You got a good team in Auburn, and then the rest of them are all right. They're good teams. I mean, LSU isn't the same team that they were last year, and like Auburn, even Auburn wasn't the same team as it was last year. Like you know when they almost became the national champions, and then you got A and M, which they put a lot of people put too much stock into them whooping on South Carolina in week one, in which if we found out it wasn't that big of a win as we, you know, were hoping for. I mean, I, I, I went over that list with you, right? Just my, my last complaint. That was the SEC. Here's the Big Ten. In the Big Ten East, you got Ohio State at 9-1. and one. You got Michigan State at 8-2. and two. Then you got Maryland at 6-4. and four. Michigan at five and five, Penn State at six and four, Rutgers at six and four, and Indiana at three and seven. Okay, it's a decent division. Here's the Big Ten West. Wisconsin's at eight and two, Nebraska's at eight and two, Minnesota's at seven and three, Iowa's at seven and three. Then you got Northwestern and Illinois both at four and six, and Purdue at three and seven. How's that any different than the SEC? Not much. Yeah, that's what I think. And if I did my rankings, to be honest, I would have FSU as at one, Bama's at two, Oregon's at three, and bug it. I'm putting Ohio State at four. How appropriate. Why not? And um, that's just my big beef on it. Why, you know, with all this talk about the SEC being the dominant conference, I don't think it's as dominant as people make it out to be. It sounds like the, well, not the east side of it, but the west side of it sounds pretty tough, but I don't know. Um, I guess um, uh, when it comes to the playoffs, I kind of, I'll stick with, I'll stick with what they have for the first three. Um, I don't know. The, the thing about Mississippi State, it's their first loss, and yeah, it came later than anybody else's, but like, I mean... It came up again. I guess people put always put into stock against like who are you playing against or whatever. But like, you still have a loss. So, do you put another team that has one loss ahead of that team that just lost? I mean, I don't know. It and this whole thing about like because like to be honest, I'm not like I know there's like different ways of thinking when people talk about uh, the power conferences and who you play, who you lose to, or whatever, or when you say, oh, they barely won, or this, that, and the third, or they blew them out, or whatever, or something. I, 
it seems like there's always a difficult way of like looking from a different perspective on each of these games that whether one team won this what okay there's a team that's eight and one here's another team that's eight and one why is this team in who they lose to how they lose or did they get blown out did they, they blow them out did they blow them out or they struggled against this particular team that was weak in their conference or something like that i mean that's that's a lot of stuff to be considering just for like four teams to put them into a conference you know because like there's obviously a, to- a bunch of teams i i just wish they would just have like six or eight teams and how many conferences is there there's power five conference but if you want to go there i think there's as many as eight because you got the big 10 the big 12 acc sec pac 12 and then you got the american conference the sun belt conference usa mountain west and i don't think i'm in the max so you got 10 conferences 10 yeah yeah i'd be comfortable with six a 16 playoff? 16 playoff. Somebody did something interesting, which was like a 10-team playoff and have every conference winner and all those things just get a spot. Kind of like uh If you win your college division. Isn't that like going towards the lines like a, like a basketball way? Yeah, but you, but you do it in seedings and Doing stuff. Doing seedings and stuff. Oh, that'd be interesting. I just think there should be eight. That's just me, but of course, you know. You know Would it really be that bad if it was that way, though? I mean, because, no. like, you have – there would be no excuse. Yeah, if you win your conference, you're in the playoffs. Then you're in. Yeah. Basically, if you win, you're in. I would love it. I would I would love that. In a yeah. perfect world, I would want a 10-team playoff in which all the conferences, if you win your conference, you get an automatic playoff berth. I would love it. Because when you think about it, that would be the equivalent to college basketball and pro basketball. Like, you have March Badness. Where there's a ton of teams. Yeah, but, that the, but the deal with it is, that I make the argument that maybe sometimes there are too much teams in like March Madness, especially yeah. that especially that they're trying to expand it even more. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, no. Like, I think it's for, fine for what it is. Because my thing, it's like they, they like there's talk that the NCAA wants to expand March Madness even yeah. more, and I'm like, no, because I don't want a 500 team making yeah. the playoffs. To me, that yeah. takes away from it. I rather, well, as is constructed, I like the way as it is right now. And if college football goes into that kind of mold of having, you know, enough for the conferences, kind of like the NFL has enough for its conferences for the playoffs, I think that would do well. And, you know, NFL is at the top of of the, you know, United States. As of right now. As of right now. So unless they start doing things that will turn people off, which I think they have ideas on the books about right now. But mm. um, but as of right now, their, their forum works for them and then i can't yeah. see how it can't work for college football uh, the way i feel it's still it's it's its first year like i forget that like they're still getting into the thick of the playoff thing but my uh, i i don't know the mindset of the committee money on how they're thinking mm-hmm. of like who's going to be where or placements of again that's you know there's like so many perspectives that you can come from for reasonings of why you would put this team in this position or that position. So it's a very difficult process. Um, it's money. That's what I feel about it. Is It has a lot to do with money. That's probably why they have the four playoff spots because they don't want to get rid of from some most of the Bulls because the Bulls draw in money and they draw in sponsors. Mm-hmm. And if you add more playoff seeding to it, it'll get itself done eventually but i just feel it's just money right now 
that has a lot to do with it. You know, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but Mississippi State not being number four right now is uh, one of those things I'm not thankful for. And speaking of being thankful for, we have those NFL Thanksgiving games, huh? You like that segue, right? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Thanksgiving games that we have are going to be the Cowboys versus the Eagles. Well, that's I feel the, that's the game of the... There's also... Excuse some of the feedback that we're getting. It's probably from our phones, but you can hear us, hopefully. Yeah, it's but. well. We have the first game, which is the twelve yeah. o'clock, which is Chicago at Detroit. Mm, Chicago fun. at Detroit. That's oh, that's pointless. The Lions are going to destroy them. Oh, you think so? Yeah, there's nothing left of the Bears. They're just a disgrace. And there's nothing left of Detroit. Detroit to seven. <laughs> no, I think I'm, he's I'm Oh, you mean the, the city itself? Okay, I haven't been there, so I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I know. Like, there's not much to talk about that game. There's I mean, not much the Bears are who they are, I feel. Yeah, they beat Minnesota, but... Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, we also have the 430 game, which is the Eagles and the Cowboys. The game of the... Uh, in my opinion, the game of the, the day, you know. Of the, of the day? Yeah, because you got two good teams. Like, Well... Uh, it's, I don't know. Maybe even after that performance. Yeah, I was just about to say maybe uh, Philly got exposed a little. Eh, no, I'll still throw them in as a good, good, good team. I don't know. It's that offensive line's really banged up though right now. I don't know. I don't think it's as good. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't know. I don't think they're they're as good. But I mean, why not? All right. Um, yeah, that should be a good game. Um, the the two teams with uh seven, both teams are seven and three, um, tied for the top of the conference right now. Um, Seattle Seahawks and the Niners are at eight thirty. The loser leaves town. The loser leaves town match. Yeah, the loser leaves town. Basically, if they if either team loses this game, most likely they're not going to be in the playoffs because right now. The NFC is it is rough over there right now. I I I honestly think you need to win eleven games to possibly make the playoffs. In the, just in to the be a wild card. Yeah, just to be a wild card. I think there might be another uh, a Cardinals thing where you win ten games, you might miss the playoffs. I mean, especially with this week um, coming up. I mean, I know we're um, I know we're pushing ahead with uh, the Thanksgiving games, but you know, we'll Seattle Seattle still got Arizona to face this week. Yeah. And um, San Francisco, well, San Francisco got Washington. That's a mess in their own. Yeah. So, but no, but Seattle has Arizona, so they have a tough game to come up to. Okay, they have Seattle has Arizona. They have Arizona okay. this coming week before that Thanksgiving game. Okay, and uh, I actually, I am going to pick Arizona for that game too. Well, Dallas got the Giants. I mean, the Giants must love that. You know, Eli Manning coming off an awesome performance, throwing five interceptions against against the, against the San Francisco Forty Niners. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, as long as the Cowboys don't underestimate them, because you know, rival games usually get kind of dicey. Even though a team gets blown out one week, they can still do pretty well the next. So I still would pick the Cowboys to win that game, seeing how the Giants still look decimated and don't know which way they're going. So, but like, I know it should be good. Uh, who actually are the Eagles playing as well? Uh, who, who e- Eagles? Well, Eagles got the Tennessee Titans. Okay. 
because the, these next coming games, I mean, some of them are like really brutal. Like uh, Detroit's going to New England to face the Patriots on um, before that Thanksgiving game, and you know my yeah. reigning MVP right now, they're going in with uh, the Patriots, and the Patriots are adding Legarrette Blunt. They, he's coming back to them with the backfield. So, all right, um, your MVP being Tom Brady, right? Yeah, but but okay. Ch- but Chicago got the Chicago that week though's got the Buccaneers. It's it, I wouldn't see that so much of a pushover game as for the fact that like Lovey Smith's coming back to Chicago, so that might be a little revenge game. Yeah, and um, I would. I'm gonna probably go with. I might go with uh, actually the Bucks to win that game because I think it's an emotional game for them if the players play for their coach. That is. So, how confident are you? going into this like let's just throw out those games how confident are you going into being a Cowboys fan with them uh, facing the Eagles on Thanksgiving um I think going into that going into that we have um if we have if they're going if we have Mark Sanchez we're going up against um he's showing he's showing like old tales of what he used to do in uh for uh the Jets and I, I, again, their offensive line isn't isn't stout, and their defense wasn't that good in, in the first place. Um, so I think our defense isn't that great either. But I think we can outscore them. So I think we have a good shot on being these guys. Oh, you think so? Because I still think they got weapons. I mean, you still got Sproles and obviously McCoy and Macklin's had a really good year so far this year. It, they're they're kind of making them not miss uh, what you would call it, Deshaun Jackson with Macklin. So, not Burt Macklin. Not Burt Macklin. No. But like, um, it's 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 more about their offensive line because again, they've been winning with you know with the talent that they have and. The, and seeing how the offensive line, because I, I believe the offensive line has a few injuries on there on them right now, so I just think that I don't. And plus, I don't think Mark Sanchez would be able to outscore Tony Romo anyway. So. You think so? No, not at all. Even with those weapons around him, I think he can. I mean, I, he wasn't particularly bad that that game, but all right, maybe it was kind of bad uh, yeah, that game. I was about to but... say, did you watched it. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But, like, I don't know. It's just, it depends on, like, if they're able to, like, have the pace of offense that, they're, that they want to do, then they'll probably have a good chance, you know, of competing, like, um, uh, for the win. But I just, I just don't know if they, like, if their run defense is going to be that good. Are they going to be able to start to stop DeMarco Murray? Um, where, where their stop's going to come from is another thing that I'm wondering as well. Or is it, or is it the thing though that with the Eagles, just to uh, play devil's advocate, was it the fact that maybe that they just had the bad, unfortunate luck of going into a juggernaut that is Green Bay? Because Green Bay is playing really hot right now; they're playing on all cylinders. Is maybe that the fact that? Yeah, they played they, against my MVP. So you know. And, and, like, he didn't have a bad game, Sanchez. He did throw for 346 yards and two TDs, but there are two picks. But yeah. It wasn't a god-awful game. No. no. Like, even McCoy got, like, a 88 yards on the ground, so it wasn't bad. But, eh, like, I don't know. That defense is... <sighs> it should be a good game. That's you, the most I can say. Who do you think is going to win, though? Who's your pick? I picked Dallas. Oh, you think Dallas? Yeah. I said that in the beginning, I think. Mm-hmm. Didn't I? 
Uh, yeah, I picked Dallas. Uh, um, I'll then, do when yeah I'll go with you with Dallas why not but then we got the other game though the 830 game on NBC loser leaves town well I think it's more so that I think this is more so a game for Seattle than it is for San Francisco because Seattle does have a tough game coming up against the Arizona Cardinals and whereas San Francisco is going up against the Washington Redskins in which by all accounts the Washington Redskins are dysfunctional. It looks like they're just coming apart at the seams right now. So for a while, actually. But so that's we can got get to that a little later. That got. It's. I feel Seattle needs to win this game, especially if they lose to Arizona. Which I don't want to say they'll. They are the favorites going into there. There are in Seattle, but then again, what does that mean much anyway? It doesn't yeah. mean that much anyway this year. But it's not that solid. I just feel this team just feels really, really off from last year. I mean, like maybe it's because they lost so many people too, and it's the fact that may also that Russell Wilson has no explosive weapons whatsoever. I don't know. Like I feel they have no offensive we- outside of Marshawn Lynch whatsoever. So they need to win this game. Because I could definitely see them winning this game, though, too, because Colin Kaepernick does have that problem. Like, he's probably one of the quarterbacks that makes me the most nervous out of, like, any quarterback when he drops back the pass because, like, oh, my God, he could make an amazing play or he could make a dumb play at the same time, like, just with his up and downness. And I feel if there's a game that Seattle can win, well, can win defending Super Bowl champs. I can't believe I'm saying that. If they could beat San Francisco, I feel. They can. Um, it's definitely more of a win that they they would need because it would be probably more rougher on them more so than San Francisco because the Cardinals is just that's just a tough team in general, um, very smash mouth themselves. So I think they're going to be coming in a little with a little roughness on them. But like uh, going up against the Redskins or the Skins, I should be saying actually, um, going up against the Skins, they um. The 49ers don't really have like that much of a because like like you said they're decim they're decimated and I don't I don't see them like being able to fix their problems overnight so I don't expect them to being able capable of being able to defeat the 49ers. The 49ers are actually starting to play a lot better though. Um, they're actually giving Frank Gore the ball when they need to. Kaepernick's making fairly less I should say mistakes I guess, but we have to wait and see. Like you said, he's up and down. Um, I mean, it's anybody's game. This, um, the, it would be anybody's game for that for that Thanksgiving game. But See, I, I don't know. It's a tough call still for me. Oh, really? I because if they do lose this game, they're both six and four right now. Let's say San Francisco wins and Seattle loses. Seattle's going to be six and five. They kind of need. Yeah, I feel they need to win out eventually at this point. Do you agree with me that I feel like you need to win 11 games to go into the playoffs? I feel like if you're a 10-win team, there's if no If you're way. an NFC, yes. I, I don't, if you look up at the – actually, let's – let me see. If I go and look at the standings – And plus, I, I feel – I, I think San Fran has, like, an easier schedule too. Well, if if it ended now, the playoffs, here's what the playoff picture would look Here we like. Go. So both them would end up missing the playoffs anyway because yeah. Green Bay and Dallas would be the wild cards. Yeah. And yeah. So they would yeah, I think they would have to win out, wouldn't they? Yeah, especially if they lost. Well, if if 
if Seattle lost this week to, to Arizona, they definitely need to win out the rest of their games uh, to uh, even have a shot at even thinking about having a wild, wild card, card spot. Because, like, if you look at their divisions, yeah. Yeah, Detroit is... Yeah, both Detroit and Green Bay are 7-3. and three. Arizona's 9-1. and one. Like, I don't think... I don't think they're going to be able to catch up to um, to them because, like, Arizona, even with their backup quarterback, has they've been playing good with him when he started out in the beginning, and it just seems like he's continuing his uh, his play. I mean, unless he gets rattled for whatever reason. Um, well, my thing about Drew Stan is he, ju- he does enough just to get by. Yeah. My opinion about it with him is, like, I mean – I feel you can get away with masking some of his deficiencies just for a fact because he does one thing really well, and that's throwing a good deep, deep ball. ball. Yeah, Apparently, so yeah. like, <laughs> he's not a dink and dunk type. No, dude. Um, he does have an arm. I did not realize he had an arm like that. It, Speaking of which, do you realize that four and six is good enough for the South, NFC South to get in? Yeah, they're ter- <laughs> they're they're terror. That division's that terrible. Is, that is a god awful terror. Uh, Conference right there, not conference, that division. Um, who do you think is going to come out of there? New Orleans. New Orleans. Tampa. Because if Tampa goes six and two the rest of the way, and everybody else loses, they they have a shot at winning that division too. As sad as that sounds, <laughs> I just wanted to hear that out loud. <laughs> uh, Atlanta. No, um, New Orleans. Okay. Eh. Because they have Atlanta and New Orleans tied, basically. Oh. I don't even know their schedules, but but now, the... so you don't know for your um for your Thanksgiving game, huh? For <sighs> Seattle and uh, San Fran, there's so many variables that I'm thinking of. Like, if San Francisco's defense shows up, and Seattle's defense has faltered way. They're like losing Patrick from, Willis, though. Patrick Willis is gone for the year. Yeah, but that kid that came in from, I know he's not as good, but he's been balling. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, I'm going to have to find that later. But um, the only, only if their defense can show up, it, it's uh, I think they have a good shot of winning. It, it, it all depends on which, which team shows up. And, like, um, say, like, if Russell Wilson does very well or something like that, like, they – that gives that that favors Seattle, um, and if they actually run the football for for the Forty ers that can favor them as well. You have to limit. I think the I, the, the team with the most turnovers will win. Will um will lose the game. I guess that's as simple as I can put it. I'll go with San Francisco. I I think Seattle's Seattle. cooked. I don't know. I, I just something just some... doesn't feel right in Seattle, and it just. I think things are getting right with the 49ers, even with all the things that were going on with the coach. He's still just coaching. So, um, And even with the fans in Seattle, it's like, come on, guys, step it up. You guys are supposed to be the 12th man. You're supposed to be better than this. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Well, yeah, I think uh, KC just took their title. Um, <laughs> oh, some Thanksgiving. You, you, you don't want to talk more about Chicago uh, Detroit? I'm joking. I'm say, there's nothing I really can say or add to what you said. So, I mean, if you want to talk more about it, that's all. No, I, that, <laughs> I don't want to waste game. our listeners' <laughs> ears to this. No, that that's a god-awful game to begin with. So, I mean, those are the games, right? Our Thanksgiving games. I those mean, you, you got a, a couple of you got a couple of others, but 
did you want to go into this week's games or or how about yeah, yeah. why not what are your games that you're looking for what are your games that you're going to look to watch this uh give me three three all right um lions and patriots obvious um Gonna, there's not that many games I'm looking forward to, to be honest with you. Outside of the out of that game, Cardinals, Seahawks, and I'm gonna go with Rams, Chargers. I don't know. There's there's not much like them that I'm interested in this week. Um, one of them I'm gonna go with Cincinnati, Houston, just for the fact that. Technically, Houston's somehow still alive in the playoff picture, and they've looked a lot better with Mallet behind him at quarterback. Which they, <laughs> I've liked Mallet. They so should have went. And Cincinnati kind of needs to fight their way into this playoff picture. Remember when we said that? Remember when we predicted long ago? It seems like during the time when like Christ got uh, crucified, that um, so we had Cincinnati winning the. Uh, and the NFC North, or yeah. not the NFC, the AFC North. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, God, man. Such quality predictions. Remember when we said like Jacksonville could win seven games too? Uh yeah. so good. I'm but, pretty sure they they remember how foolish we were. Yeah. But yeah, that's a game I'm looking forward to. I mean, since he needs to win this game, I feel they kind of need to win out too, just for the fact to even think about winning a division title. Because unfortunately, they play in one of the best divisions in football with the Browns, Ravens, and Steelers being right in the middle of it. And Houston's still in the hunt too. I mean, like I feel like Houston could play spoiler down the road. Why not? You know, I would like to see Houston be a wild card. Um, I think they're on the up. I think they have. I think they have a quarterback that they okay with. I don't know if they believe in him or not, but I think they're okay with him. And he's. I would rather have them, you know, see where they can, pro- how they progress, and I think how they progress will shine a little light on how they'll do next year because they didn't have like everything together in the beginning. So I would like to see them um, uh, to it, see how they progress. It. I would. I would hope for them to win. My other game is going to be – I'll go with it. Tampa Bay-Chicago. This is a revenge game for Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith is going back and just – they showed a little life against that game against the Redskins last week. Like Mike Evans had a big game. He got over 200 yards receiving and, and a couple of touchdowns. It just – Chicago, please – Please prove me right. Please prove me right that you are a bad team, that you weren't going to be, like, at best you're going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team, and at worst you're going to be, like, probably a 6-10 and 10 team. Just show me that you are, because this is a type of game you definitely would lose. You would definitely lose to this bad Buccaneers team. Please do it for me. Mm-hmm. And the other game I feel some you're looking over, Miami-Denver. Denver's losing some players, though, and this could be Ryan Tannehill's most important game of his career right now because opportunity oh i feel uh, denver is a weird team now i feel last week's game against the rams proved to me why they're not going back to the super bowl i mean they have a fatal flaw that i feel that if you could generate some pass rush on them especially peyton manning you could definitely contain this team you could definitely beat this game and and you could definitely beat this team and that game against st louis who has a really really good defense especially a really good pass rush proved it uh proved my theory that you know basically if you can punk them you can beat them yeah pretty much because it seems like denver's one of those finesse teams that you should get in their face and just you know 
beat him up like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's especially Peyton Manning. If you put pressure on Peyton Manning and hit him a few times, he's shown, history shown that he does get rattled and he does overthink things a little bit more. And I feel like Miami has that decent pass rush that they could do it. And plus they're losing some people too. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders is playing and whatever. Is it Julius Thomas or Demiris Thomas that was out? Demar. Um, I think he might be out too. So this could be an upset. I mean, they could. I could realistically see Miami going into Denver and beating them. Going into them? Yeah. <sighs> Their defense has been actually pretty good this year. I think uh, the Dolphins. I think. And Tannehill, he's. Uh, I guess he's been doing okay. Um, I, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but this actually could be a potential loss. I mean. I know it sounds like almost blasphemous to think that Ryan Tannehill can beat Peyton Manning, but given the state of affairs that's going on with them, they they can be had. I mean, they lost two or three, and not only that, but they got outscored. Those two combined losses, they lost by sixty-five to twenty-eight. That's the score uh, that Denver. And supposedly Tannehill's supposed to be better than the quarterback that just that they lost to already in the St. Louis Rams. So it's definitely possible. I mean, the possibility is there. I mean, this is going to be a – this will tell me something about their coach, Denver's coach. And if he can't figure out a scheme or do something that can help hide their weaknesses or, you know, come up with a scheme that it can work for them or, you know, that's what a coach is supposed to be able to do. He's supposed to be able to help his team be better even though they're going through all these injuries. I think it will tell a lot if they cannot – be capable of winning this game against and to be fair too like uh with peyton manning they haven't been able to run the ball worth no excuse me worth shit anyway too like especially last last week they were terrible um you know it's like their last two defeats this is how many total team rushing 43 yards and 28 yards that is god awful when it comes to like rushing the ball like i said and monty ball i he's you know monty ball might be out too and like i I don't. I thought, wasn't the backup to Monty Ball doing a little better? Than yeah, him? Ronnie Hillman, and he's out too. So oh, he's out too. Yeah, so oh, <laughs> go figure. Well. That's what I'm saying. This is prime, you know, case for the Dolphins to go into Denver and actually win a game. Like, what would that make their record if the uh, if the Broncos were to lose? They're both going to be seven and four because they're seven and three right now. Miami's six and four. If they win, they're both going to be seven and four. You're telling me the Dolphins would be tied with the Broncos? Yep, pretty much. Oh my god. Yeah, wow. why not? I mean... All right. Wow. Do you think this is Ryan Tannehill's most important game in his career right now? Yes. Yeah. He has to be able to take a wounded team like this that shows that they, ha- shows that they have weakness, and he has to be able to capitalize on it. I agree. Regardless if this is a home game for the Broncos, like you said, if you are that franchise quarterback that yeah. they took you, if yeah. you are, like, because, you know, I have st- I still have questions about whether Ryan Tannehill or not could be a franchise quarterback or is the guy, but... To me, and to have me that step in that right direction, like you need to go into Denver with this banged up team and you know put your stamp of approval and beat them. So, but yeah, those are that that that's my interesting game, you know. So between that and our uh, you know Thanksgiving games, I don't know. I I feel we got a decent slate of games coming up. But anyways, do you want to switch our you know do you want to switch our actually no. Not the National Basketball Association. We have a couple of things to talk about, huh? Yeah. Um, I wanted to get a little bit into the Adrian Peterson 
punishment, if you will. Um, as we as we know, he had um, he went to court um, for hit, doing corporate punishment on his son. People thought he went a little overboard. Um, that's what they're saying, calling it or whatever. Really? Yeah, that's what they're calling it, corporate. I called that discipline when I was a kid. I did too. I was like, where did this corporate thing come from? I was like, that wasn't a corporate decision. That you sure, was no, you sure to... it wasn't corporal punishment? Maybe corporal. Corporal punishment. Corporal punishment. I'm sorry, I apologize. I used the wrong word. My wording is bad right now. But still but still that's a little... But anyway. Go out get a switch. I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for breaking into the podcast guys, but that's just like seems... No, that's cool. Completely fucking right. Like, go out and get a switch, and that's corporal. That's like corporal you know, it's like the same thing as waterboarding, apparently, mm-hmm. to the NFL. <laughs> so yeah, so like after he um at his trial that he pled uh what was the, I think it was like a he pled down to a misdemeanor, and basically he was eligible to come back like the day after that. And the NFL, or rather Roger Goodell, decided to suspend him for the rest of the year. Well, didn't he decide not to go to the disciplinary hearing to begin with? What disciplinary hearing? There was a disciplinary hearing that uh, Adrian Peterson was supposed to go to, or some sort of like training that he was supposed to go to, but he not he didn't. And oh, I heard about that. That was more about them. That was like their council thing that they they have now with uh, some of the uh, people that they hired. Um, or something like that. Yeah, they they had you know those uh what, what were they those for for the, the the you know when the after the uh domestic violence thing they got like a little committee that yeah. they had that has like had some female um on it some females I should say on on the committee so they can like be able to better handle like situations or whatever. Um, basically they just wanted to hear what happened or how he's going to, they wanted to see what he was going to be doing. And he's like, well, the courts basically settled all that. Um, they, that he's going to be going into like a community service type thing. He's going to be getting, uh, some kind of, um, parenting training, some, some, something like that. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's along those lines. So basically he was saying that the courts handled that kind of situation and there was no need for him to go see whatever they were going to say or whatever. Um, and he claimed the NFL was being hip- hypocritical, too. He basically said, I'm not going to go because he feels it's unfair. It's unfair, just thing that they did. And you know what? I kind of side with him on that aspect with it, too, though. Well, couldn't you? Because you, I would, too. Think about what they did with, uh, what was his name, Vilma? Yeah. Just because he didn't go see them. They, like he, ba- I don't know if his lawyer told him not to go see him or whatever, but he was basically completely innocent out of like all this stuff that they were saying about him. And like I can uh, coming from that aspect, would you want to go talk to them too? I wouldn't want to go talk to them. There was like, there's no reason for it. Well, it, it, a couple of minutes ago, the NFLPA they're going to appeal the ban. Yeah, they they better. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they're going to. It just came out like 16 minutes ago. They just yeah. said that they're going to appeal the ban. That good for them. That's that's good. They should be doing something like. I that. don't think the. I, 
Did you hear what the even his lawyer was saying? He was hypocritical on the decision as well. So I don't think he should have gotten suspended. The whole thing. I think this is a rash judgment. Okay, so yeah, he might might have went a little overboard with beating the crap out of his son. Yeah. But you know, like I feel like with the whole Ray Rice thing and just everything. This like, is separate from that. Yeah. To like, me. Well, I'm just saying with the whole crap that like the NFL's getting shoveled with with the N. It's not separate at the same time. I feel I feel like it's this. Like, the NFL's just getting hammered with all this stuff. So, like, Roger okay. Goodell's under a lot of pressure. Okay. And he's like, shit, I got to do something about this. And it's, it's under like, the same umbrella. Yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah, it, it's it's under the same umbrella of criticism shows, should I say, that the NFL's getting criticized for all these. It's like, well, look who he, look, like, look, look how he handled the Ray Rice thing. And he supposedly didn't know about the tapes. And they, the tapes wore out. And then look at the Adrian Peterson thing. What is he going to do about this? And now mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I have to do something, you know? Because, like, I always try to have comp, uh, compartmentalized, like, what, like, the, the situations, because, like, it was ma- mainly everybody was, like, you know, what Ray Rice did, that was wrong. There was, like, no arguing. what Because yeah. it was on video. We all saw it. But, like, with with Adrian Peterson, like, there was, like, mixed reaction everywhere. Even, like, me and you were, like, hey, my ass whipped worse. Yeah, of course. It's, that's not why. Why mind your business? But but like, you know, it became this thing. He had to go to court, and now it's like, oh, what do you got to do about it now? This all this pressure that's coming from like people, you know, doesn't make much sense for me. But like, um, I just think, yeah, like you said, it was an overreaction. Um, I think honestly, I think if they just find him, the the games that he missed, just the checks that he was that he got for missing those games, and move on. Like that would have been fine. Like I don't think there would have been this big backlash and like, oh, Adrian Peterson's back. Like, oh, he, after what he just did, he should be banned forever. No, that that'd be absolutely ridiculous. Dude, and, they're like treating him in the same thing as like he molested his kids. Yeah, That's the way I feel about it's it. Like, it's come like, on, <laughs> like it's like what? A, so. Even if like you, you think about it as if even if you suspend him, like. It doesn't change the situation whether he were to come back next year or not. It's it doesn't change what he did or whatever. So like I, I don't see why suspending him for the rest of the year makes any sense or whatever. I don't even know how like logically you can say like, Oh, let's just make him go away for a year, maybe he'll blow over. I'm like, it's already like blown over. Nobody's like like gonna go into an outrage about like, oh, maybe there'll be those few, but there will be very few. That's how I look at it. Because I never got I agreed with that either. With with the whole, I never agreed with that. Do you agree with that group of people? Though, like, I I don't get it because I know some people get really offended by it and they say, "Well, he took too far with like abusing his kid, abusing his four year old son and stuff." And I'm like, "All right, maybe he did go too far, but you, but you know, like, so what? Like you said, I got beaten as a kid and all that stuff. It's, I mean, like, he did go too far, but it 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 wasn't to a point where it was like." Like, maybe the kid might be emotionally scarred. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, but, like, I don't know the kid, obviously. So maybe there's that aspect of it. Like, is the kid going to be okay? So, like, most people are just looking at t- thinking about the kid and to hell with Adrian Peterson. Okay, that's fine. But, like, don't go ahead and say, like, okay, he should be done. Like, don't yeah. go over. Like, because, like, people beat their kids. I can guarantee you somebody got their ass beat worse than that, and we're not seeing it. This is because he's a public figure. But, like, just because you're a public figure and you have, like, you know, you do certain certain things in your own home, like, that way, yeah, he went overboard, but, okay, he knows he went overboard. He's getting, he's getting, you know, he's understanding that that's not okay. 
He yeah. thought that was okay, and now he knows that it's not okay. Lesson learned. What else are we going to do? Yeah. Like like I said, it's not like he molested his kid or it's not like he killed his kid or anything. Like, yeah. get over it. Like, the kid's probably acting up and he but did like, what he felt he needed to yeah. do that was right. Like, whatever. Yeah. He thought he, what he was doing was right. He went a little overboard and he got in trouble for it. For all those people who were trying to like that, him not having a job, don't take his livelihood away. Yeah. Get over yourself. Yeah, get like, over yourself. I yeah. just think it's a case, like you said, him being a public figure and all these like holier than thou people trying to get up on their friggin' soapboxes and trying to say something about it. That's yeah. just me. Absolutely. That's, I'm a thousand percent with you on that. And you know what? I, I hope he wins out. I hope the NFL PA does this because, you know, the NFL, I, like I said, I figured this is like the NFL trying to, like, oh man, we're getting a lot of bad press. We need to do something to save face here or damage control like i said you know what i hope they lose out on this i hope the nfl pa does and i hope he can come back and hopefully even if it's to play a friggin' game i hope he get to come i hope adrian peterson gets to come back and play i do as well immediately good day sir so, let me do that again you can... get nothing you lose good day sir <laughs> i love that absolutely love that so NBA. Yes, let's go get a little NBA talk. Can can the Raptors come out the East? I, I know I said this last week, but I mean, you did. Like, like you said, like look at them. I mean, I mean, like what nine and one? Nine and two. Nine and two. Nine and two. Still impressive. Nine and two. They're. I mean, I expected them to be, you know, a young team that was aggressive. And I felt that the experience they got last year was going to help them immensely because, you know, they, they played very well. And, like, I almost, like, found myself, like, rooting for them because they were just a young squad that was, you know, they were just trying so hard. And, like, you could see, the, like, the passion that they were playing with that last postseason and, like, it's kind of carrying over to this season. I I, I know. I, I don't know. Would it be crazy to say that? I mean... Second best record in the NBA right now behind the Memphis Grizzlies. That's right. But, like, I I think it's possible. I mean, they have a lot of chemistry with each other for, like, a young team. Um, but do you believe that they have that one superstar or that one player to no. get them over into the playoff well, hump? Technically, that's supposed to be DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. I mean, together, like, that, like if they were one player, they would be a superstar. <laughs> like, like, if you could, like, put those two together, like... As one person, but like, I mean, I think the they have the potential. They have it's a possible. Well, anything's possible, but I don't think it's probable that they'll make it to the finals if that's where we're going. Yeah, but like, they definitely it's probable that they can potentially make the the Eastern Conference Finals. Definitely, I mean, I thought the other teams that we were talking about, we did kind of skip over them when we were talking about teams that were getting better. I think, um, I feel. Because we were because we mentioned the Bobcats, we mentioned the Wizards. I th- I think I remember. I think we said the Bucks would be okay, but I don't think we didn't expect too much from them. But and but they're doing okay as well because I think they're like seven and five or whatever. But well, I feel the team to beat in the conference. Obviously, my favorites were the Bulls. I mean, that's only if yeah, make no mistake about it. The player on that is Derrick Rose. Hmm. Like Jimmy Butler can progress and like you know take take another step um, that 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 could be all fine yeah. and dandy, like um, Gasol could be Gasol. Mm-hmm. 
um, Noah and Taj Gibson can be who they are, keep and going, that and that's going, and, and that's going. and that's all fine. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> that's all fine. Kurt Irish, the player that's going to bring them over the hump. Mm-hmm. He's the superstar of superstar of the of them. He is that guy. Mm-hmm. That is Derrick Rose. Yeah, that's going to get them to the finals. Yeah, they can win fifty games. They can win fifty two games, and get bounced out the second round, then what's the point? To be know? honest with you, even without Derrick Rose, I still think we can make the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I think you can make the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think Not the Finals. Ti- I don't think you'll win a title. No, no, like, no, no, no. I won't go that far. That yeah. would be ridiculous. But <laughs> I will say we can potentially, we can we can make the Eastern Conference Finals. It would be dicey depending on who we played. Like, But, like, I think we could poten- – the potential – but without Derrick Rose, we've proven, like – we can make it to the second round without Derrick Rose. That, Cause I, cause, that's a given. Because I have my pro, I have my questions with them, def- particularly in defending like those physical two and three guard. You know those guard. You know those out perimeter guards and stuff to Chicago. That's like my one. You know, if they can adjust, if they can like, if they can, you know. If they can get a healthy Derrick Rose back, or even if he's eighty percent of what he is, well, he's not gone. He's, yeah, he, but he I'm just saying, like, play that one game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, if you if you have a well, like an eighty percent Derrick Rose, you should be fine. Let me clarify. I didn't mean like he's gone. I mean like if they can get Derrick Rose back, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. so, because like this is how I see it. If basically like all those players you that you just named, like that's good enough for like. Being the east of what it is right now, even though teams are getting better, that's still good enough to progress into the uh, into the uh, second round or get to the Eastern Conference Finals, in my opinion. Because um, like the experience and the chemistry is already there. Yeah, with Paul Gasol, it's a little different, but he's a better post player than Carlos Boozer was. So, but like if you have like Derrick Rose at, let's say he's eighty eighty five percent healthy. I think that that's good enough to get you to the finals. Will that be enough to win? Probably not. But that that that's about it where I'm at with with this team. Yeah, because like we said, the East is it's better. It's not as it's good, but it's yeah, better. It's better. Yeah. I mean, like with, with that big power, like with the Cavaliers right now. Yeah, they're five and five. They're still trying to figure things out. But you and me eventually. Said, but you and me said we didn't think they were a finals team this year by any stretch of the no. imagination. Your way. Yeah, so, yeah, like, there are these teams that could, like, maybe, like, what if the Cavaliers do find it out, like, mm-hmm. figure it out? This might be that one year for that team, like, a Raptors or even a Washington Wizards, like, shit, we got to sneak into the finals now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we so. got to do this now before it is, like, you know, figured out. I do, like, I would favor Toronto over anybody else. Yeah, even even more this. so than the the, wa- the Washington, the, the Washington Wizards. Wizard, Wizards. Um. Yeah, because I I think I trust Lowry and their coaching more so than I do for the Wizards. I mean, don't get me wrong; John Wall is amazing. He's yeah. he's been doing very well. I I'm agree not, with that. I'm not, I'm not gonna diminish him in any way. I agree with that. Randy Whitman does kind of suck. But the Rand, Randy Whitman in the playoffs, uh, Paul Pierce definitely will help them. But I just think I don't know. There, it just seems like. I don't know if it's like more playoff ready, I should say, for Toronto. Like they they seem like a team more capable of going uh further into the playoffs than the Wizards to me. 
but that's in my opinion. So I don't know. It's going to, yeah, because I could see Toronto. Right now, I feel it's just Toronto that NBA. If you had to rank your um, top three teams in the East. Okay. Yeah, why not? Or do you, you want to do top five? Just top five in general? Yeah, who's your top five teams in the East right now? Not looking at oh. records, like if you had to call today, who would? I'm going to say Chicago, Cleveland, even with their struggles, um, Toronto, the Wizards, and I'm not even going to look at the records. I'm going to just try to – that was four, right? Yeah. Um, did I say the Bobcats? No. Or the Wizards? Did I say the Bobcats? You said the Wizards. I said the Wizards. I'm going to throw the Bobcats in there. Actually, let me get back to the fifth one on that. Let me get, right. Let me get back to you on the fifth one. Who do you have? My power rankings right now, if I had to say Toronto's one, then I'd go with Chicago – Washington, um, Cleveland is my fourth team, and my fifth probably. Do I want to say Miami? That's where I was going. That's yeah, where I was like, just about to I say. I, I was gonna go with Miami. I was like, I was like, no, I can't say the Bobcats. I was like, I was like, they're not doing that well. I was thinking of like the games that I watched, and like I don't know why, like the Kimball Walker, like hitting yeah. that three, stood out out of all the losses they had, but like. I just had to rethink. I was like, wait a minute. No, not the Bobcats. So, I'll, yeah, I'll pencil in Miami right now. Yeah, I'll put in Miami. I'll pencil in Miami here right now. So now we go into the West. And the Memphis Grizzlies are 10-2. and two. They have the best record in, in the league. In the league. Yes. Despite losing to the said Toronto Raptors. Yes. Uh, right. Do you think it's for real? Do you think, like, because right now my prediction about them being, like, that team to go into the finals is looking really well. I understand it it's early. But it is. do you believe, do you think this is a finals team? It is a finals team. I just did they make the Western Conference Finals within the past two years ago? They did two years ago. They did. Okay, so it wasn't last year. It was the year ago before yeah. then? Okay, I think the reason why, it's hard for me to agree with this because you already know my pick and it's Dallas. But at the end, they're in the same conference. Look at that. So it. I mean, not conference, that division. So. Memphis definitely could. It's it's always going to be about health with them, because, like I said last like about last year when we were off air, like Marcus All, had he had had he not been hurt, they would have had a better record. Like like you said, they had the second best uh, record after the All Star game. They could have easily been like one of the top seeds if Marcus All remained healthy. So I believe if they stay healthy and they obviously have good coaching. So, like, if they stay healthy, they they can they can be a contender. I think people are going to underestimate them, and they probably shouldn't. I I know they have more star players. I know they have that. Uh, well, I know they have better name recognition players in this team. I'm about to mention, but they have a lot of O four Pistons. I don't know. Style I, like the, this. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. Like I said, I know they have more star power and more quality names, such as like. Randolph and Gasol and even Conley, I feel like yes, I said, I like you say, is underrated. Yep. It's, I, I don't know. I just get, like I said, they get a very Pistony vibe from this team. It's just, why not? I mean, when you say the Pistons, he's talking about the bad boy Pistons, not the current ones. Yeah, or not, <laughs> or even like that, those Pistons of the early to mid two thousands when they had the Wallaces this and is... um, Billups and Tyshawn Prince yeah. and even Rip Hamilton. Yeah. Like, that I feel this is a team that, like, okay. You get the feel of that 2000 
Yeah, I do. I really. I mean, I okay. get the feel of like. Like I said, there's no superstar player on this roster, but there are a lot of good players on this. Like, well, like I said, it's not even like that 04 Pistons team, or they had they had no superstar. They you could have made the case that like Chauncey Billups was borderline. their best player, like not a superstar, but like like I do a hierarchy. He was their best player, yeah. Yeah, I have a hierarchy of I do. There's superstars, and I feel they're star players, and then there's like. So you would say Billups is a star player. Like that all star slash star player, like he's so on, he's a borderline star player that was an all star. Yeah, caliber. that's why I feel Got about it. like I okay. say like that. Okay. Okay. Like this Grizzlies team, I like. I feel like I, in my opinion, I feel like Gasol's a star. He's not a superstar. I feel he's like a star. he's a star. In like, my book, yeah. he's a star. Yeah. So they. So um. Yeah, they get this Pistons vibe because, like you said, you got the solid players like Conley, and then you got uh, Randolph. Yeah, Randolph isn't the same player he was a couple of years ago with age, but he's still doing it, still getting those double doubles like there's nobody's business. And it, you know, I may be a little biased here for the fact that like I wish I wish death on Zach Randolph after what he did with the <laughs> New York Knicks. I know, but. <laughs> Wish him ill. <laughs> wish, him, wish, wish him ill. I wish he had herpes or something like that, but no. But I'm glad that he finally – he'd probably rather beat that than get herpes. But um, I'm glad that he finally turned his career around. He's not that immature idiot that he once was. Like, he, like you know, he went to Memphis and he actually matured into this, like, leader and this, like, you know, player. I mean – I went from loathing the guy to now actually like, you know what? I hope he kind of does get a ring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in case you guys are wondering, he didn't play so well for the Knicks, and that's why he's talking about them. What an idiot. Um, is that a theme? Wasn't there another player that you guys lost that played better when he left? Well, what was his name? No, he played bad when he got there. That was Tyson Chandler, and he, he plays better when he's not there. So you just didn't know how to use him. That's that's how I saw that. Yeah. But um But no, your Mavericks are looking good right now too, nine and three. I mean yeah. my only complaint about well the Grizzlies is their coaching. I don't know if like Joger like the last year was his first year as a head coach. It did good, but my thing is like I, I have to see what he's gonna be like in the playoffs. Like as opposed to will he get outmatched by a, a pop or a Rick Carlisle. That was his tutor. Right? That was he was the assistant coach for him, right? Was no, he was um, with them with uh, who the hell? Uh, Lionel Hollins. He was still under Lionel Hollins. He was under Lionel Hollins. Okay, and he moved up because they yeah. Believe. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that would be the test, wouldn't it? Yeah, to yeah. see how he handles a playoff situation. And on the other side is uh, on the other side of the chessboard, so to say, is a Popovich or a Carlisle or even like a Doc Rivers. Mm. Which I say that's my. You could. Basically, say that same thing about Steve Kerr, though, too. Steve Kerr, yeah, yeah, it's his first year, so yeah. Um, yeah speaking of them, with a they're, really they're, good they're, team, they're, they're they're doing pretty good. They're eight and two. Um, I think that's the team that's going to be sneaky good. I mean, that is also one of those teams that I think is like a borderline like potential contender, but it, it's all due to how they gel well together, and it's it's obviously that Steve Kerr is a question mark there. But so far, so good. But you have to wait until you see how he matches up against. Actually, he he did beat uh, the Golden, uh, the the Clippers. But like, 
we have to wait and see as the season progresses and teams start to gel a little better and see how his schemes are when um, everybody's gelling. So, um, and they that, need a healthy Bogut too. You, if Bogut can stay the way he is right and, now, and David Lee. Yep. Um, if they have both of those guys, I like that he has. I think that was very smart of him to take Andre Udala and put him on the bench, have him be a six man, and having Barnes uh, start. Because, like, I think he plays better with, as as a starter than he does, like, being able to lead, like, a group of guys that come off the bench. I think Andre Iguodala is better, f- better for that. So I think that was a smart move on his part. But um, uh, we'll have to wait and see on him, obviously. But, like, he has a good team. Clay Thompson has been balling, and I think he should be an all-star this year. Um, I, I really like, you know, e- even if, like, you know, I feel that he's the real winner out of all of this where because like if he were to go to a minnesota timberwolves i feel he would have it kind of would have changed his career not in a good way because i feel like he would always been burdened after this is the guy who we traded for for kevin love so Mm -hmm. i feel like the fan like not even more so like the coaching but like the fans would like i think he's more of a second best player on a championship team i don't think by any means clay thompson's an alpha dog or and or like the top player on any team but unfortunately who he was going to get traded for if that trade were to go down for if that trade were to happen he would have been the, the number one guy. The fans would have expected him. We gave up Kevin Love for you. Mm. Why aren't you producing? I understand they're different positions, but you know, yeah. but but like at the same time, they expected him to perform like a number one guy, and I don't think he has that mindset, and I don't think he has that capabilities or that skill set to be a number one guy. I thought that the expectation was going to be a little different because I thought the package was the reason why they were doing the why they were doing the trade. I don't think they would come in with clay thompson and think like oh we have a new number one guy um i think they would think more of like okay we got david lee we got barnes we got clay thompson so we have a young core so now we just have to draft well and you know take this core that new core that we would have had had we traded kevin love because we couldn't get a better deal but that's how i looked at it yeah i feel like that's the best thing to happen to him because like i said he had skill set that like he's like yeah you know yeah, he's lucky that he was able to stay. Yeah, exactly, because him and Curry got such great chemistry. Great chemistry. That's like best ridiculous. backcourt. Yes, hands down. Like you said, he should be an all star, and yes. he should get paid at least. Like Did you a, see the, him, like he's not just a shooter, and like he he's fast. Like yeah. holy crap! If you watch any of the games, like I've been watching, like he's well, any of their games anyway. Um, He's, he's a little a, bit better of a defensive player than I thought, though, too. He I he's actually one of those guys you have to put on one of your better uh, offensive players. Yeah, because it's not like he's not like a Steph Curry, which you kind of have to hide his defensive yeah. de- de- deficiencies. Like I never remembered. Like going back, I thought he was like a so-so defender, Clay mm-hmm. Thompson. I remember seeing a game um, earlier this season. I'm like, wow, he's a really better defender than I actually gave him credit for. He's, yeah, he's he's actually pretty aggressive. Um, when he's playing defense, I actually started noticing when I saw like, I think it was against your team, the Grizzlies, uh, they were playing the Grizzlies and it was Tony Allen and Conley on the floor. And I noticed that like, um, Steph Curry was playing Tony Allen and yeah, and they had to switch Clay Thompson to Michael Conley. I'm like, Oh, well. Yeah, that that kind of shows you that because Tony Allen really really good defensive player but can't shoot the can't, broad side of the yeah, floor yeah, like, yeah, exactly so 
So that I, I started noticing like through each game of last year and now this year that that's what's been happening. So I guess they've been using Clay Thompson to hide Stephon Curry's deficiencies. So like the only I do say like he doesn't have he has it on both sides of the ball. So that gives him a good potential. I I think the way he's playing right now he can he should be an All Star this year. Unless they're you know they're going to vote for Kobe anyway, but. That's oh, just that's just how that is. That's why fans shouldn't have the All Star vote. I'll just say it now. Yeah, um, there's going to be a ton of well, if not everybody from LA is probably obviously going to vote for him. So, unless you're a Clipper fan potentially, but like um, I don't know. That's that's basically what's going to happen until Kobe Ryan retires. He's going to be in the All Star game. Well, you mentioned something here that I want to talk about. Well, Good anyway. news: Kevin Durant signed a deal with Sonic. Bad news: Thunder three and ten. <laughs> so um. <laughs> I said this to you last week. I'll say it to you again. They're three and ten. Should mm-hmm. they just rest Westbrook and Durant for the year? Yeah. Uh, it's still too early. <laughs> I hate to say that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're three and T, which is three three and ten, which is obviously bad. Like, I think is that the worst? No, no, that belongs to the that belongs to Philadelphia, who, who hasn't won yet. So oh. they only got three more wins than Philadelphia. Um. So I I don't know. Do we do we have a time when um, Westbrook's coming back? What if they six and twenty? Let me let me just double that up. Double that up. If yeah. What six if they and six 20? and twenty? Yeah, just rest them for the year. All right. Because like they would have to grind it out. Like they would have to like literally win like almost every game to like they'd even, have to go forty two and zero. This down the like to 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 basically even considering. To even be considered an eighth seed, an eighth seed. So, yeah, if they were six and twenty, I wouldn't. I would. I would rest them for the rest of the year, and you know, I would. I would probably. Yeah, yeah. That's the route I would go because there's no point at that. At, at, there's no really no point. But like then again, you're paying them and you're paying the other guys, but they're the most important, so it really shouldn't matter to them. But I don't know. So I have an interesting story that I read this morning that I thought you might find funny. Eric Bledsoe said. That this Kentucky so we yeah why not let's get into a little college basketball I could bring this into it. Okay. Eric Bledsoe said that this configuration of the Kentucky Wildcats could beat the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers in a seven game series. He believes it. Oh <laughs> wow! Um, <laughs> I know they're bad team. I know they're, they're bad, bad but I don't care. Just... They're, you think Eric Bledsoe smoking something? He's, good? He's, there's always going to be even even some analysts probably would say this, but like I'm always going to believe because you got to think they they're like pros for they're young, but like because actually when you compare the ages, when you think about the 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 Sixers are the youngest team in the in the NBA, and I think they're only like a few years old, like from uh, from the kids that are in college, but still there there's some of these guys like. That have still been in the league, and you still have Noel, um, Michael Carter Williams. I mean, like, is there anybody that's on Kentucky that are better than both of those guys? I mean, I, and plus, there's probably like guys that they've signed that are, you know, they're grown men. That like, you're not going to be able. These Kentucky kids aren't going to be able to like body anybody. I just find that funny. Last but like, I, I, that is funny. But like, I mean. Maybe one game, if you want to say, if you want to give me one game, they might be able to beat them once. I mean, I don't know. And they still, yeah, like you said, they got and they got like 
even what's his face is on the like he's not playing. I don't think he'll play. But like they still got Embiid. They still got yeah. guys. They still got guys like Jason Richardson. Richardson and stuff on I the mean, team. like it's Jason like, Richardson's on. not going to get stopped. Even if, even how old he is, he's not going to get stopped by a college kid. That's just not going to happen. And even what's his face, Manute, Mom, the, or whatever. My, yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. He, who's in, but, yeah, I'm saying like Kentucky's not even a good jump shooting team so far as I can tell. Even though they've been playing amazingly, their benches. I think actually they've been they've been subbing units. They haven't been doing like one person sub out, two person they or one or whatever. But they're like subbing in an entire unit, which I think is going to change as the season progresses. But yeah, they're so we're getting into the college. Uh, here's our here's the ranking so far. Well, I'll do the top five: Kentucky, Arizona, Wisconsin, Duke, and Kansas. So. What are your opinions about this college basketball season, and who are your clear favorites so far? Um, it's definitely going to be well. I, well, there's not much choice as of right now because we haven't seen much for the whole season, obviously. But uh, Kentucky, Duke, Wisconsin. Um, I, I'm trying to remember draft classes. I'm sorry, I haven't seen many games yet. Um. I really like Wisconsin this year, just for the fact that they came off that uh, Final Four last year, and they're just... I think they got all their players back, if I believe, too. So it's just the fact that, like, all their players back from, like, their key players back from a Final Four run. I mean, like, I I think they could win the whole thing. They could. It's an advantage to bring back players because there's not that time that you have to spend making chemistry, knowing, getting to know how, what a player is like, who he is and all this other stuff. So that does, that definitely works towards their advantage. So I, I, I can agree with that. I think those, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Kentucky Duke, Wisconsin and who would you like to throw in there? Kentucky Duke, Wisconsin. Um, how about you? Con? I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'll say who do they? Have? I haven't seen a game again, so I, I'm not going to sit here and laugh because I don't know. But like, if, I don't know their draft class. I don't know the throw in Terry. Like you could always, like you said, you could always have Duke. Um, I mean, why not Zona though? Too Arizona has Arizona. a really they're okay. good. I mean, you can't even count out Louisville either because you got. Um, didn't most not all of their guys, but didn't like a good amount of their guys come back to? Yeah, and you, like you count, you can't count on them too because you always got Patino, who's a great yeah. coach in his own right too. Absolutely. So absolutely. But yeah, it's right now. I know I need a little bit more, uh, do a little bit more research because it's not my thing. But just looking at the top five, I mean, I really like this Wisconsin team. And isn't what's his face supposed to be really good for Duke too? Is it what's it Dang or who's the? Oh, uh, the. Um... The McDonald's uh, high school person, uh, kid. Uh, actually, don't they have like a couple of them? Yeah. Oh, Jaleel Okafor? O- Okafor, that's his name. He's supposed to be really good. I think he dropped like, eight, was it 18 or? Yeah, I think so. Something or 19 points or um, the other game. So, against, was that Michigan State, right? Mm, I think that was. I believe so. So, yeah. And Michigan State's supposed to be good, so. So, yeah. Do you got anything else? Do you have any quick hits or something to get on on board for this Thanksgiving, or give some people to think about? Um, during the Black Friday, I hope everyone stays safe. Don't go crazy. 
for any particular items. <laughs> Don't stomp on anybody who falls at the entrance either. <laughs> um don't yeah just stay safe for this uh for this um holiday and weekend that's about it we're not going to be on next week so for that i'd like to give you give a shout out to my boy who i defended rg3 <laughs> you you said something in your press conference that really got on my nerves that was you said after your embarrassing loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is not a good team whatsoever, but they punked you out and made you look like a bad team, you said, and as I, uh, not quoting, but I'm paraphrasing, you basically said, see, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, guys like that, they, you know, they need help too, just like, you know, you know, basically implying that I have nobody on this team. He basically says, you know, see, they don't do it on them by themselves. They need help, too. You know, they need help, too. Okay, granted, yes, they need help. Well, Number one, way to throw your teammates under the bus. Way to throw your teammates under the bus and say, you guys aren't good enough. That's why we're not doing bad. Maybe you should put some blame on yourself, too. And maybe the reason why, why you're main one of the reasons, too, why you and your distractions, too, are why, you know, you're doing so bad as well. You know, don't put the blame on other people, too. Yeah, but you know what? You're the quarterback, too. Take some freaking responsibility, you know. And be the leader that you're supposed to do. Be be drafted too. You got drafted. You gave up. They gave up the farm for you. Why don't you be a leader? Maybe there's a reason why. Like probably most of the locker room can't stand you is because you're you don't show any leadership. But of course you're going to show some leadership, right? When there's an endorsement calling your way and you want some extra money for that endorsement, right? RG three. And another thing I had to say about it. Yes, they get. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, guys like that, they do get help. But you know what? They also have that special something to elevate players too, and that leadership which makes them, you know, good quarterbacks in their own right. To maybe if the talent isn't around them, like a Tom Brady, they raise the level above that talent to make them better than they actually are. Maybe you should look at yourself in the mirror instead of like blaming everybody else around you. Feel better? Yeah, I do. Awesome. Go, Coach Gruden. Love what you said. So that's going to be it for us, you guys. We'll catch you. Um, we're not going to be on for next week, so hopefully we'll be able to get one the week after that. So we'll catch you guys next time. And uh, I'm Nick. I'm John. And we'll see you later. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.